Amelia, it is such a pleasure to, uh, to, to chat with you this afternoon. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours, uh, of course, uh, on Lock and Key and, and uh, the other <laughs> things that you've done. Um, such, a, uh, such a versatile actress, and wow, what a singer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love being able to learn. I, I, I sing all the time, but I'd never had a singing lesson, so I really enjoyed singing in Coda. It was something very, very new. Mm. Uh, tell me a little bit about your process in in learning American Sign Language because that is it looked like you had done it for years because my wife signs and oh, wow, no way. yeah she said my god she's absolutely beautiful it's flowing well I had a very very amazing group of people helping me um, I trained for nine months mm. I, I was filming Lock and Key season one at the time so we were working 75 hour weeks so I really only had the weekends, but I had intense training every weekend with an amazing deaf coach called Anselmo D'Souza. And he didn't just teach me ASL, he taught me about deaf culture. Um, and I was so grateful, he was so patient and, and kind, and he really just taught me everything in preparation for flying out to Massachusetts and meeting Marley, Troy, Daniel, you know, the whole team. I flew to Massachusetts, I worked closely with uh, Anne Tomasetti and Alexandra Wales, mm -hmm. and they were our ASL directors. And they really pushed me. I think they saw that I wanted to know everything and I wanted to learn and I wanted to portray Ruby right and, and accurately. Um, you know, I didn't want to go to any any easy route. I didn't want to take an easy route. I wanted to challenge myself and make sure um, that I, you know, I was portraying this role correctly um and then troy marley and daniel helped me so much they kind of took me under their wing and and were constantly helping me with signs teaching me new signs um mm -hmm. so i was just so grateful that i had oh and also all the interpreters on our set were coders wow. so i was able to talk to all of our coders in depth um and you know hear their different experiences and i just was very grateful that i had a great great team and great group of people supporting me and helping me learn the other side of this is that you're also learning how to be a Gloucester fisherman. And, and it's, <laughs> I mean, those families date back centuries and centuries back to the whalers, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Gloucester, Cape Ann. It used to be called Dogtown at one time. Uh, it's, it's an amazing history in Massachusetts. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Troy, Daniel, and me, we all kind of had never stepped on a fishing boat before and never thought we would. And <laughs> we kind of all went on the fishing boat and kind of became the characters. I was an animal lover. So, you know, <laughs> we went out with fishermen and every time they turned their backs, I was kind of throwing fish overboard and things. They told me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just a great kind of bonding yeah. experience in a way, because I, the first time I went out on the boat at 4 a.m., we went out like proper fish, proper, like a proper fishing family. Mm -hmm. um, they were not easy on us. Um, and that was the first day we met. So it was kind of like, nice to meet you, right? We've got to fish as if we've been fishing all of our lives. Yeah. The people there are so friendly too uh, in, so in those small friendly. towns. So friendly. And I think, you know, there were a big group of us filming and all the people in the town kind of became friends with us and we were all like a, a family. Um, I know that Troy and Daniel would, would always go to Pratties and they'd hang out with all the fishermen and have drinks. Yeah. Amelia, this is the second time I've seen this film and it got better the second time I saw it. And I just wanted to mm -hmm. 
end our interview with this last question. What do you think audiences who have not seen the film are going to pull once they see the film? Well, Coda is a love letter to family. I hope people can relate. Um, it's coming out at a time where, you know, a lot of people have either been forced to be apart from their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And then it's also allowed people to reconnect with their loved ones. In my case, the pandemic allowed me to go home and spend quality time with my family. I'd been away filming for a year. Um, so I hope that people watch it and they can relate. But also it's about a family and it's about a culture that's rarely been seen on screen. Yeah. You know, Coda is not representing a universal deaf or Coda experience. This is just one story and yeah. one experience. And I'm really hoping that people, when they watch the film, are firstly going to want to maybe learn more about ASL and, and deaf culture. Um, I know a friend of mine watched uh, Coda and, and she texted me and she said, I, I, there's a lovely deaf woman that works in my local shop. How do I say I have my own bags? How do I ask her how her day is going? And and it made me very happy because it kind of, it, it opens people's eyes and, and it makes you want to kind of learn and know more and, and include. Um, and I guess also I hope that people want to tell more of these stories because as i said coder is just one there are so many more out there so i'm hoping filmmakers producers and directors will want to challenge themselves and, and tell tell these incredible stories about these incredible people well i want to thank you so much for your time this uh, this afternoon uh, you're a brilliant thank actress you. and, and thank you so much thank you so much thank you for taking the time to talk to me